The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Thank you, Alliance. Friday morning, rolling along. All right. Spring training starts today. I'm going this weekend. Are you, you are tomorrow? Yeah. Nah, it's a great day tomorrow. tomorrow but no, tomorrow's going to rain, isn't Sunday, it? No, it's oh, good Sunday's in the day. Raining. Sunday's okay. rain. Oh, the daytime's going to be great. Because uh, the Sox are at the Angels, I think, on Sunday. Ah, uh, okay. Is what? I oh, think yeah, the no, Black that, Sox are playing it. The Black right? Sox? Jesus, oh, Black how old Sox. are you? <laughs> the White just because we're from the South Side doesn't mean you got to go there. <laughs> You just you said it because of their fans, you son of a bitch. I'll never go to Comiskey. <laughs> My black socks. Jeez Louise. I was looking at the hat. I stood out like an ivory tusk. <laughs> yeah, it's the white socks. But yes. yeah, they're playing. Yeah, yeah they're uh, but uh, yeah, it starts today. Spring training, which has become more in my heart than in my actual desire to go. It's become kind of a a cluster. To get in and watch uh, watch dudes practice for, I mean, this, the Cubs Sox game prices for the tickets were eighty five dollars for a yeah, spring training insane. game, and I'm you know it's not about like the cost, it's about what are you getting me on here? This is dudes practicing, and, and I, for a lot it is about the cost. Well, see, I've been going to the fall league. Oh, for a lot of people, it's about the cost, yeah. and it is to me too. I'm mean, looking at eighty five bucks. I'm like, is that the value of what I'm watching? Yeah, like if they charge me eighty five afternoon out. Can I afford $85 to watch a movie? Yes. Will I? No. It doesn't. The value in the end is not worth it. It's fun. But by the end of the day, I'm down 150 bucks because I'm going to drink one of those 32-ounce beers. I've been going to those fall league games, and it's nostalgia for me because I used to go to spring training here when I was a kid before it was crazy. We had eight teams, and uh, it was, you know, and Milwaukee Brewers. these guys Brewers. are playing. Yeah, the Cubs. And you had young guys. I liked watching the prospects, but you got, you know, you knew the Cubbies and the Giants and the the Brewers were up in uh, Compadre and these terrible chain link fence places and eight bucks. You could scalp front row seats for $25 and we'd go all the time. And then it started to become, you know, Sloan Park is a small professional baseball stadium. These, I mean, the credit to the league, they're like, we see 30 days of an absolute business model. 
You get. I was talking to a friend who uh, used to work with a baseball team, and he goes, "You know that if spring training goes well for a team, their their spring training dollars can can be assigned completely to a free agent hiring, like a signing, and the, spring training is revenue for one good player." Like they cover that, they cover that nut for like a guy because they're making forty million dollars a year. So I mean, they just basically say that's, and they're making more than that in spring. But I mean, that's revenue to go. All right, we just, we just, we can put that aside. Spring just paid for our free agent guys. It's such a gigantic boon for these teams. It's I wonder what that money. You know, does it go to the farm system? Like, oh, it pays for the farm can, system. Yeah. I mean, it's completely you're, you're covered. And you wonder how baseball can afford like forty million dollar guys a year. Every team's got a couple, and you know small markets and everything else. They are crushing it in spring and with merchandising and all that other stuff. And then not to mention the gravy that comes with the regular season. They don't even care about ticket sales Monday through Thursday. It's Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They make their money all of it on weekends. Now you watch the Diamondbacks, like, how are they still alive? If you looked at that as a business, you'd be like, that place is empty. I went to a game last year before the Diamondbacks started to make a little run against the Pirates, and there were maybe 6,000 people there on a Thursday afternoon. The warehouse was quiet. You're hearing the ballplayers well, talk. Two teams, though. Right, but again, these two teams can go out and spend the kind of money they can spend. They're not broke, and you'd think they would be. Weekends come along, you get twenty, twenty-five thousand people were covered for the month. It's like majority of restaurants and bars. Yeah, they just, they just don't care so long as it's you know so long as they're getting popped on I Thursday, Friday, I gotta make Friday, it Saturday. on the weekends. Yeah. It's amazing, and so uh, spring training's become this big giant rigmarole for me. Where it used to be sort of like walk up to the thing, grab a ticket. Now you got to buy them in advance. You got to plan stuff. Parking's crazy. Crowds are nuts. I just don't think spring training's as fun. In fifteen thousand seat stadiums, as it used to be in little eight thousand seat, like whole kind of right, yeah, little day. little dumps. Yeah. I mean, they'd be dumps by today's standards, but there was something better about that. It didn't feel so much like a "give me your money," and it was, but it didn't feel like it. Now it just feels like you know you got dudes in top hats and capes running around trying to take it out of your pocket. It feels like you're being robbed. You know, you're not getting the value of the ticket. They're just seeing how high they can place it. Sox Cubs being eighty five bucks. Sox A's is thirty five. Yeah. They know how to how to grab your pocket. Oh, even thirty five is ridiculous for because you're going to see practice. You're going to see basically the guys they're going to make the team for yeah. maybe three four innings tops. Right, and then like once number ninety eight comes in, <laughs> well, and then it's he, like all right, it's time to go. My favorite part is when there's two number ninety eights yeah. on the field at the same time. <laughs> no name like, on the jersey. I spent eighty five dollars to watch a team not even care that they don't have a hundred numbers yeah. left. But it's uh yeah it's it's still kind of grabs me every year when spring starts and it starts today. It still kind of makes me go, oh. And again, I tell you, as a Cub fan, when they won that World Series, my love for baseball died a little. It's the weirdest thing. Two games today. Yeah, and then tomorrow's a full slate, right? Yeah, the uh, the Cubbies winning it in 2016 took away. They, I caught the carrot on the stick. My whole life I've been chasing that carrot on yeah. the stick, and it seemed I'll never get it, I'll never get it. And then somebody just said, here's your carrot. And I ate it, and I'm like, the carrot. I don't think the chase was all that worth it. It was. It was a relief. Unless they went, uh, you know, back again. They the became following a year, dynasty. Right? But it was the one. Yeah. But even then, when they lost the next year in the playoffs, you're like, well, we got one. There was no like. It didn't hurt as there, much. It didn't hurt at all. Yeah. Like it took all the. We got cured of being losers. It wasn't that. Wait till next year. It, we'll it, get them. It didn't you know? have the laugh and elbow approaching where they they got their championship and then. The, the the lovable loser tag kind of went away, and now they're just the Cubs. They're just another team. 
It was weird. I still have my heart on baseball with them, but it's not like it was. Not even close. And I think that's kind of killed me for spring, too. But I do love spring. And I think Vin Scully dying for some reason made me like baseball less. There's no broadcast. There's no, like, baseball needs a guy. It needs a guy that's like, oh, here comes the Cubs with Harry, or here comes Vin and the Dodgers. Like you, Euchre and, you know. Euchre was amazing. And those guys that roll up and make the game, like, it's like going to a game with a friend, having Vin up there telling you all about it, or Harry going crazy, drinking and doing what you wished you were there. I don't have that from the broadcaster now. They don't make me wish I was there. Brenneman did. Well, you know, when he was starting to tell those, off co- those terrible off-color jokes. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, we are in f- Central right now. Hi, I'm at Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> Tom Brennan here for spring training. And I'm like, yeah, that's a guy that talks like us. Look at this f- right here. Tom, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, that guy's twinking around the ball. But there's a deep drive by Castellanos. I would watch every Reds game if he came back. I... And you know why I think I like that? It's because I used to watch baseball with my grandpa. He was a White Sox fan, and I didn't care about the White Sox. And he would let me watch Cubs games unless the Sox were on. But he'd have a big wad of red man in his mouth. This coffee can he had put a filter over the top of, which was the grossest thing He's ever. filtering his... <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know why. And he's spitting out the... And because he could clean it. I don't know what he was doing with that, but he had a big weird filter over the top of his... It was like a strainer. He took. He tore the handle off Catch of Catch some of the leaves, maybe, that you could recirculate back no in? I no idea... I didn't ask. I don't know if he was being cheap and like he goes, well, that's still good tobacco sitting in there and just ah. scoop it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was my grandma saying, when you're Case- done with it, put it in the filter and I'll throw it out. Don't put it on the, because he, he would have just put it on the, you know, the, on the counter. counter. Yeah, and just on a napkin or something. <laughs> in case a uh, yeah. tooth or a crown flew out of there. Dentures? Yeah. Don't know. But he would sit there and say horrible things about every player he hated. I and I do. mean, and I would laugh like he hated, hated, hated the Baltimore Orioles. And I don't know why. And they were good at the time. Hey, Jim Palmer was gay. Uh, you know, the whole team was just all a bunch of twinks. And just he hated every one of them. God forbid Boog Powell made an appearance. And it was, oh, this idiot. And he went, and I laughed hysterically at the color he was providing the game. And then you get broadcasters that used to get drunk and say silly things. It was great. Some of them. I mean, in the first time um, I went in the booth, it was uh, to see Marty Brenneman. Yeah. I was in college, and we went back. It was uh, – the season just started, so we went back to Cincinnati. And Bob Trumpy is in there who called yeah. a lot of football games. And I always knew him. You always hear him sure. calling the games. And there's Marty, Joe Nuxall, and the mics would go off. they go to commercial – for me, as a, a you know freshman in college, hearing these guys talk in between, oh, like filth. Oh, you're in the locker and, and room. How do you not miss a you know? Then they go on the air and they don't miss a beat. Brady, now you're living that. I know <laughs> that's true. It, it is completely. You're, yeah, when these mics go off, it's all unairable and it's fun. Yeah, but yeah. It's it's just it's part of it, and it's part of the release of being able to do the thing without going off the rails. Is that you have to have a place where you're allowed to say everything, so you don't. Think about yeah, uh, b- before the Brenneman's thing, you know, how many times that's happened. When Gracie was talking it's about gone. the guy swinging yeah. the bat underwater. Yeah, and his mic was on. This guy couldn't, he's swinging like he's swinging a bat underwater. And he's making fun of a player, and they got rid of him for that. And a few other things. But at least he didn't say the homo F word, which is off limits. Learn my lesson. Well, 
Stay away from the homo f word. When the pussy started watching baseball, they <laughs> had right. a, they had a, they had to tone it down. <laughs> oh, they pulled her back. I mean, really? Yeah. There's no Jack Brickhouse. There's no Harry Carries. There's nope. no even Hawk Harrelson's that's around. The thing. It's just and that's why vanilla. baseball's dying. It's vanilla. Base- baseball is is literally in dying mode. Maybe financially they could prove me wrong for a little while, but I don't see it going the other direction until they until they take the governor off of the fun. Because right now it's a math equation. I say this every year. I'm like, they've turned it into a giant math problem. you got to have an abacus and an Asian with you to figure out what they're talking about half time with war and all the stats and these analytics and everything. I, don't, I just want the ball to be hit to a player, and if he makes the play, it's an out. If he doesn't, it's a hit. And if the guy gets home, it's a run. And that's all I need. I don't need you know launch angles and speed of the ball out of the ballpark unless it's astronomically crazy fast. Like that ball was going 138 miles an hour. I'm like, Jesus, that's a – don't tell me it went 104. Guys can throw it 104. So, yeah, and that's I, like chat GPT to me in the baseball. I mean, early on, you guys stick in there and know all that yeah. stuff. I mean, I love watching the game. The stats. The stats are just. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's it's not like an AI. It's definitely, no, it's I'm just, just saying it's as just far math. as that. It's too much math. You're giving me what statistics that don't count. Right. And it's boring. The worst part is it's boring, but it's back. And based and this is where spring feels like old baseball until you start getting reminded, oh, yeah, guys aren't allowed to do this. Nobody's allowed to do that. You know, 90, 90 bucks to watch dudes practice. My parking thing is four miles from here, and it cost me 100 bucks to park my car. It used to not feel like a fleecing, and now it kind of does. That's the next thing uh, on the announcing chat. Oh, they'll do that. They'll have an AI thing before it's over. Baseball Baseball's always reaching for what's next to try to be first, and they usually strike out. At least Pardon recommend it. Like, do it like uh, Vin Scully, or do it like Harry Carey. Would that Would that be the? Remember when they when they brought back uh, Gene Kelly for the Red Devil vacuum commercial? Yeah, and they added the Red Devil thing in there, and everybody's like, "This is you took a dead man and made him do something, and would he agree to this?" And it's it's almost abuse of a corpse to say, "Here's our AI Vin Scully," because we can't find anybody better. And and make him call games. Yeah, you're profiting off this. Dead, right. Yeah. It just feels, that feels real bad to me. Well, they're doing that in music with Tupac yeah. uh, holograms and, and people Dio say, is and this all the right thing stuff? to yeah. do? Is it? Or do you just let dead people die? I heard one, a commercial. I mean, it's, and it was the uh, national anthem in the background and they're selling a product. Oh, in the middle of it? Yeah. Th- that's the background music. Yeah. Oh, my grandpa would have thrown the TV that's across the first room. time I, I, I'm like, oh, boy, I'm yeah. like my gramps. But I'll be going to spring games. I've already got friends going, we're going this day, we're going this day. And I love the spring thing. Uh, a friend of mine texted me, so you going to any games? And I'm like, you know, I struggle to get excited about it because it's like the Phoenix Open now. It's just so, it's elbows and assholes. It's everywhere. It used to be kind of like fun. And he said, uh, you go to Scottsdale, and this is just halter tops. And I'm like, I don't want to see American women in halter tops anymore. Have you seen? Have you looked around? It's, Scottsdale's uh, still good. And I'm like, it used to be that, too. It used to be like, it used to be a parade of, that of is bodies. A, that is a Phoenix Open, like, out there. Yeah. If you can get in the El Charles sometimes. thing. And the, yeah. Yeah. But sometimes it's girls who think they should be wearing halter tops, and they shouldn't. And that's what I'm seeing most yeah. of. It's like me knowing I shouldn't wear half shirts. I just shouldn't. Some reason or another, some girls like that think that they can just because there's body positivity. You shouldn't. There's a lot of you shouldn'ts out there, and yeah. the spring training brings that out. But I do love it. I used to have friends come visit. They'd come out for a week, and a couple of people would, like, two weeks a, a year, I'd have one group of friends come out, and then the next week another group would come 
And uh, the first week is the best week to go because it's cold a little bit. So if you like baseball, it's actually a good time to go. If you like the party, you know, it's it's. But man, that fall league's changed me because it makes me remember what it used to be like with just a few people and hearing the players, and it was fun. But I'll go, and it does make me feel like it's about to be the greatest time in Phoenix because spring's here. So spring training's here, but no Vin Scully, no Harry Carey, a bunch of boring broadcasts. We need a drunk nutbag in his mid-70s to be the play-by-play of something. And let him go. He's going to slip up. Quit attacking him every time he says something about a Dominican when they're Puerto Rican. or So what? This is the time to do it because this is where they're yeah. kind of just, these are warm-up calling it's perfect. games. Yes, for bring up they're the like, 75-year-old guy with a little bit of an alcohol issue and have him go, I don't understand what kind of Indian that is. And just live with the fact that he's just saying what's on his mind. He's not trying, you know, as long as it's not malicious, just sit back and go, this guy. But every time somebody says, well, you know, he comes from the Dominican. He's no Dominican, he's Haitian. It's like, sing goddamn island. Give him a break. And show the girls in the outfield. <laughs> right. Show me some cans in the outfield without going. Because we can hear them when they're there like. There some girls. Three to three heading game. into the fifth inning. You can hear the guy elbowing the other dude going, Jesus. <laughs> and the director's on that girl's cans for the entire rejoin from the half inning for a reason. Not anymore. No. Look at the bevy of beauties out there. Good thing I'm not a f- because I want to f- all of the outfield today. Tom Brenneman. Along with the cowboy, we're having a good time up here in the booth, drinking, doing some Adderall, maybe even a bump off of a pee-pee. Third inning. The the pool (laughs) at Chase Field was designed for, let's take a look at the old people in the pool. Do you think it was designed to show people lowering handicaps in by that big, that structure they have for people with wheelchairs again? No. It was designed to be a sex party. There was a partnership. Let's take a look at the Hooters girls out in the pool. Initially, they were like, well, we can dance girls in bikinis. And then we're like, we don't want to watch girls in bikinis. What does that have to do with baseball? It's like, we better not do it anymore. We're going to get in trouble. We need a fearless leader. We need a Bill Veck. We need a guy who looks and goes, watch this, and puts a thong night at the pool and just lets everybody lose their mind and then goes, I don't care. Yeah, you, but you can't do it anymore because the rest of the league will be like, we can't have that. The ladies are angry. This isn't AAA. Let's take a look out at the thong cam. Wah, wah, wee, wah. <laughs> and the camera's underwater and the girls are playing volleyball. I mean, we keep it down there a little while, cowboy. We're going to see some bush. <laughs> I want that broadcast. And everybody else does, too. You want a fun one. You don't want them to go in overboard. You know, you don't want to go, there's three and two count right there to Gonzalez. You know, I was fingering a hunter the other night, cowboy. It's like you don't want him to definitely go yeah. like crazy down the roads. So give me a story. Give me something fun. Could maybe on the uh, internet or the uh, lower channel, you know, the streaming yeah. channel. Right. Brenneman was a solid pervert, though. I remember watching Diamondbacks games and he would sit up in the booth and the camera would hit a girl. There's a lucky fella. That's his way of saying, I'd f- her. You mean he was a guy? He was a man. He was a man, but he was a good pervert. He was a quality broadcasting pervert. Now, that gentleman right there is having a good night, isn't he? Like, you'd see this gorgeous woman and some dude sitting next to her with a couple. Now, that guy's got a couple of beers in his hand. He's got a lady on his side at the ballpark. But what he's saying is, I wish I was that guy because I'd be knee-deep in that one. Boy, oh, boy, what I wouldn't give to that young lady. That's essentially. And we all were like, good one, Tom. Thanks for you kept it classy. And you told us what we needed to hear. Now a camera goes across a hot girl in the crowd. 
Brought to you by Chaz Roberts. I mean, they can't say anything. I have to do an ad for something. Man, man, look at the beach balls hanging off of that one. Can you imagine the bra cam? Show us your bras, ladies. <laughs> uh, Maiden form brings you this next segment. It's bra time in the old ballpark. <laughs> Show us your beautiful maiden form CrossFit bras. Every wife of every ball player uses them. You should, too. No exposure. Yeah, just women's bras. I bet you she's got one. And those are well-supported, Cowboy. What do you think those are? Double Ds? They're up there. Those are That's a brand-new set. They're bumping into her clavicle. All right, let's get to baseball. I miss baseball being fun. I guess that's what I'm saying. It, but feel, it'll never be that I way. I feel again. like it's a business first. Not in this world. That's and a it, great one, the, du- the doubles of the night. Oh, there goes another double. We get two more doubles, and we're going to throw the camera out there and find <laughs> the, the best double doubles man. in the crowd. There's a double right there. Wow. There's a lucky fella. He's double fisting it. And look at next to him, a pair of double Ds. That's our doubles camera of the night. That couple gets themselves a free pair of tickets. And he gets a free pair every night, cowboy. <laughs> yeah, I miss it. I And it would be fun. If the Diamondbacks had balls, they'd go ahead and say, all right, Holmberg and Brady, if you guys want to go up there and call this game. Internet style, go nuts, no cussing. Like, we can do that. That's what uh, was pretty amazing about that bowl game that I went down to Arizona, Barstool Sports. Yeah. They called their yeah, Barstool on, on a YouTube channel, I believe. Yeah, Barstool is the platform, is and they did it. Incredibly successful style. for a reason, because it's speaking the language of the, the common person. It would be great if Tom Brenneman didn't want to get in trouble. Say, All right, let's throw it down to the drunk guy. And just have a drunk correspondent. All right, drunk like a morning show. All right, drunk oh, guy, where are you at? Hey, Tommy, I'm out here at the uh, woo. I'm at the pool. At, uh, well, this is ridiculous. There's a lot of biggins here tonight, Tommy. That's right. We got to take it away from drunk guy before he says something that gets us all fired. For adults, but they're going to have Pride Night in that pool. I guarantee you. And for some reason, they we haven't yet. Well, they will. They're and that's fine. You should. That's a good yeah. thing. But you should also have hetero night. Take a look at these beautiful hands in the pool thing. But you can't do that. You can celebrate everybody else banging each other except for uh, hot women and hot fellas. That's like off limits to the people's eyes. Nobody wants to see great looking women bouncing around in bikinis on hetero night in the pool. That would be like a that would be a catastrophe, a PR nightmare. The the league would shut it down, and, but but you can have you know gay bear night out in the pool. Are you going to double night? Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, next week is bat night. <laughs> right, and it's a dudes with a bunch of big sticks. <laughs> yeah, everybody in the pool tonight had the requirement of a nine incher. <laughs> hey cowboy, look at the ball, John. Cowboy, one. it's nine inch night. If you've got a nine inch bat hanging off of your body, you get free tickets to the game coming up on June twelfth against the Dodgers. If you're brave enough to get her out and measure it, and we're brave enough to give you tickets to put you in the pool, because that's what we do. And then it would be a hilarious promotion. All right, Cowboy, it's June 12th. And you'll notice you and I are nowhere near the pool tonight because a requirement we could not meet. Everybody you see in the pool tonight has a nine-inch dick. <laughs> it's nine-inch or better. And foot-long hot dogs on sale today at the ballpark. Foot-long night brought to you by Farmer John. Hot dog race. Fun at the old ballpark. Hilarious stuff. Baseball needs to be fun again. And bring Tom Brenneman back. He wasn't. He didn't. He was the straightest arrow in all of baseball. He goofed once. He said one bad word. We've all said a bad word. Bring Tommy back. 
No, nobody was hurt by it. I remember Brandon Lee was on the next morning with us, Channel 3's Brandon Lee. Great dude. Uh, he was the broadcaster for Channel 3 for the longest time. He's doing a bunch of great work now with art, and he's got a podcast. He helps a lot of people with addiction. He's, he's a good person. But he came on and argued with us that it's bad for the entire gay culture. And I'm like, well, how fragile is the gay culture? How fragile are you that you hear a word you don't like and it cripples you to suicide? And like, you've got to stop saying that. You, you've got to stop saying to people, you're so weak you can't hear bad things. As a, as a group... You have to strengthen each other and say, look, we're strong enough to hear some of the worst language in the world, and there are people out there that are going to use it against us. We have to strengthen against it. And you don't just fire it and, and wish it away. It's, it's a real thing. And Brandon, actually, we talked about that later, and he said that. He said, yeah, it is. it does. We, his point was valid, too, which was a kid who might be on the fence and not know how to tell his parents he's gay wants to play baseball and sees he's not welcome there because... You know, the representation of the game saying the homo F word, and you're like, well, I'm, I can't do that. I can't risk being part of that. So I get, again, two, two, in, two separate thoughts can live at the same time in your head. But there's a medium in there somewhere. Bring Tom Brenneman back. What he did was bad. He's paid his price. The guy shouldn't be calling Cincinnati, University of Cincinnati baseball. He's too good. Or a game from the DR games, yeah. Yeah. from the basement from of the From the basement of Cincinnati, he's calling... P, uh, Puerto Rico Winter League Baseball because he loves baseball. Hola, amigos. It's baseball on Tom Brenneman's Basement Channel. God damn it. On the end, Frank of Baseball, I'm hiding in an attic calling a game quietly. No one can hear me. But I'd love for Tommy to come back. He deserves it. Everybody deserves that uh, second run. Now, if he goofs again, that's it. He knows. But baseball doesn't have any fun people. I love Brenly. I love Bob Brenly. He's got a straight arrow sitting next to him with Berthume, and Brenly sometimes says stuff. And he said that thing about Marcus Stroman a couple years ago when he was wearing a do-rag. Yeah. And he's wearing a Mets uniform. And he goes, can you imagine Tom Seaver in a do-rag? That was it. And he got, you know, he hates black culture. He's never liked black. The guy's been around baseball for 50 years. He's never once had a problem. And he says one thing about a do-rag because it's a fashion choice I that he thought was stupid. I couldn't pull it off. Right, he was but he was basically saying classy guys like Tom Seaver wouldn't do this. And he's right. Do-rags sometimes look stupid on people. By the way, not every do-rag looks good the same way every halter top looks good on every woman. Just a fact. Stroman looked like an idiot with that thing on his head. He doesn't have to, you don't have to like what he's wearing. Steve Stone's one of the few that actually still speaks his mind, though, yeah, too. Stoner's pretty good. And he's 90, so yeah. it'll eventually catch Oh, I know, I know. Eventually he'll say something like, we got to get him out of here. You can't fire Steve Stone. It's a PR nightmare until he does something. You're yeah. like, well, we got to get rid of him. Well, what did he do? What, why did the Cubs fire him? Because he was uh, talking smack about them? Yeah. They got into a thing where... But it was true, wasn't it? What he was saying? Uh, look, whenever you say a, a team... It, well, that was the problem. Is the team started to say, we don't want the announcers to say we stink. Oh. And Dusty Baker threw but a it's fit hard and kicked him off the plane. Out. And, yeah. Like, if they're stinking. Yeah. But he was critical. He was critical of management and everything else. And I'm like, we'll get him out of here. So they they, they were pushing him out. Of here. Anyway, baseball's back. Make it fun again. Get drunk and call a game. They should have drunk and the, they should have Harry Carey night. As much as they celebrate him, they should have Harry Carey night every. They should have a drinking game in the broadcast booth, where you're like, all right, it's Harry Carey night. So every time somebody gets a double, we got to down a beer. And, you know, maybe it's a hitter's festival. Yeah. Maybe nothing happens, but it's exciting for the fans to go, oh, my God, the broadcast team might get drunk tonight if the if the guys start knocking around the ballpark. 
just Ratings like through your, the moon. Just like your uh, Chick Fil A promotion in the Suns game. Greatest thing I've ever seen. If you seen. had a, a a double, it was um, half price beer on a double. After every double, yeah. Until the innings out, you want to watch a dinner. You'd watch the entire crowd sure <laughs> flood up and buy a beer. You're absolutely right. We should be running PR for every team in this city. Twink night in the pool, nine-inch dick night. I mean, what are these people waiting for? What's the holdup? They have a meeting every year about that. <laughs> nine-inch dick night? To, to, I don't think so. Promotions <laughs> to do with their oh, yeah. sponsors. And I think if nine-inch dick night came up, you'd have a whole room of people going, all right, Brady's not allowed in these meetings anymore. Okay, Farmer John's. Here's the yeah, idea. Farmer John does big hot dogs. Let's say you prove you're packing nine, you get a free wiener. It's nine-inch night. Yeah. Let's go to the chocolate LeBaron yeah. video cam up there. Show us your dick pics. <laughs> it's beyond the bun night. <laughs> right. Uh, it's crazy. John Holmberg's morning sickness. The 98 KUPD. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Holmberg's morning sickness. Uh, they got a guy, I saw this in the news last night. Listen to the numbers in this. It makes me want to do it. A dude got arrested uh, in Massachusetts for a romance uh, inheritance scheme uh, on the internet. He scammed two people in Arizona and one in California um, of $190,000. Now, then they get into these numbers. The second victim in Flagstaff was introduced to the friend's girlfriend, uh, who claimed that uh, her parents died in Ghana and left gold bars valued at $10 million, uh, which isn't true. Between 2015 and 2022, a 60-year-old 60 victim sent $5 million to this person over a seven-year period. So from 61 to 68 years of age, they, they forked out $5 million with the promise that this $10 million was coming their way. Somebody who had $5 million that was smart enough to get to $5 million in life was so, like, susceptible to love that they parted with $5 million for the hopes that this person would love them. It had nothing to do with the gold bars. They thought they, had, they, thought they were basically doing what they could for the, the, the two payments totaling 133000 to business accounts is where they got the guy named Ibrahim. Uh, and a third victim from California hit that same site for 37000 on the same day. Running $37,000 checks, 133000 from two checks on the other one. Another person gave up uh, over $550,000 over a few years. Um, when they started to go to the account, then they started to be like, wait, this isn't just straight up you know, borrowing. We're, now we're wiring right into an account. So they started to monitor the account. And they found the guy. And it was all with this promise of love. And that was, and it is. I guess it's just one of those things where you just you go. One of the one of them was fifty seven years old, a fifty seven year old man that thought he was talking to his girlfriend, and uh, he had fired over five hundred grand, not all at once, but yeah, five hundred thousand over a period of time. Wow, fifty eight years old. Now, most of the time, you think of this as the flag lady up there. That's what I was just going to say. Know, the flag lady's at it again, huh? cutting holes in books and sending books through the mail to some fake guy in Texas. 
But this is this is like I'm waiting for mine. I've been writing checks for five <laughs> right. years now. And just... It's time to check in on your lonely friends, and not that's not just for mental health, but just go. Hey, you seeing anybody? You talking to anybody online? Your parents? You're, you're single. My mom's single. Hopefully, my sister's on top of that because they're staying together. But my mom's not internet savvy enough. She could be writing checks. But I'll tell you right it. now, if somebody pretended to be from Fox News and told my mom, you know, secrets here and there. And then ask for a couple bucks. I think she'd start sending. I could get Bill Hemmer to call her. If you got Bill Hemmer to call my mom and say, you need to donate to this to stop the influx of, uh, of Central Americans, my mother would hand money to that. If you convinced her you could that somehow or another donating to this, and if Bill Hemmer from Fox News or something is emailing my mom personal and said something to her about, you know, these Central Americans, this flood of... Uh, Immigrants is killing our nation. My mom would be blind now. She's just typing back, you're 100% right. The nation's collapsing because of this. Because that's what she thinks is happening. And he said, you know, if the average citizen gave $25,000, we could stop it in a month. Is that right? Yeah. It wouldn't take much. Gosh, Bill Hemmer of Fox News, this seems reasonable. I think my mom would do it. I think she would. My mom gets mad when, like, she gets mad when busboys aren't Mexican. Like, that's what she understands as normal. Like, you go to a restaurant and some busboy comes over and he looks a little bit not Mexican. Well, you know, he got here illegally. Why do you know that? Well, he's not Mexican. What is he? <laughs> Colombian or something. Probably got an ass full of cocaine. Mom, just enjoy the chicken. He's not white. He's just not white. It- well, it isn't white. Like, she accepts Mexican busboys. If she sees a little bit like of an Afro and they're like, not quite Mexican, they might be uh, Haitian, Dominican, Cuban. Posers. Some, mm. They're okay? Or no, they're Central not okay Americans are not okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's one she's mad at now. Oh, okay. Because Fox has told her it's not Mexicans but, anymore. It's yeah, the, Central Americans. Yeah, Americans. line up and say, who's from yeah. Central America? She's Which was, eyeballing them, though. She thinks she's guessing. She thinks I'm she like, can guess. You don't know. He could be Mexican. <laughs> I don't think he is. He's got curly hair. When was the last time we saw Mexican with curly hair? They all have that Aztec haircut. All right, Mom, just enjoy the chicken. <laughs> Look for the straight across. Yeah, <laughs> just enjoy the goddamn chicken. She's not wrong. I don't know what that haircut is. The Mexican, she might have Those something. Mexican boys love that Aztec haircut. I, it looks funny to me, but whatever. I don't know what it is. I see him and I look and I'm like, God, you look like you're in that Mel Gibson movie where nobody spoke the language. That weird straight across t- high on yeah. their forehead. They look like, you know, all the drawings. Apocalypto. On their, <laughs> yeah, that's it. They look like cave drawing people. Like They got a little line on their and that's, I think that's how she thinks she can tell apart a Mexican from a non, especially if they got curly hair. But, you know, yeah, just enjoy the chicken. Enjoy your meal. Who cares who the busboys are? He's here. Well, they're just wrecking our country. No, he's not. He's bringing us water. He's doing a great job. They, how much? We, we've, we're getting all the chips. It never once has this bowl been empty. That kid's been out on top of things. Be grateful because none of uh, your white kid friends are doing it, and evidently the Mexicans are out on this thing. It's all Central Americans now. I'm fine with it. But, yeah, she's up. I think my mom, I, maybe I'll give her a call. Thing, You're not talking to anybody online, are you? Why? Just don't. Just take, take it away. But now you're talking about people in their 50s desperate for love. Isn't that the saddest part in this weird of, uh, world that we're not connecting properly and 58-year-olds used to do it the old-fashioned way, and it's all kind of passed them by? And so they don't know how to connect, and they're, e- they're targets, man. They're easy targets. People in their late 50s, 60s, 70s are trying as hard as they can to be relevant online and hungry for some affection and companionship. And the next thing you know, you're writing checks for 133 grand. <laughs> Say, this guy loves me. But it was dudes this time. 
which that's a five million dollars. I mean, that's a lifetime of incredible work to have five million expendable dollars go out the door over seven years for the hopes of ten. It's not a good investment. Most people with five million dollars will tell you five for ten with your fingers crossed is a bad idea and no receipts. So check in on your check in on your dad today, Brett. Uh, He's one. Kirk would be one of the guys that I'd be like, you're on the internet sometimes, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you talking to? He'd fall for it, wouldn't he? Uh, not so much now, but a couple years ago, yeah. No yeah, kidding. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's like it's one of those things you see you see your spam mail and stuff like that, and yeah. like everybody's sending these emails out. Like you know, I I don't know how many times I've won the uh, North African oh. uh, lottery every and, time. Uh, yeah. Send them five grand, Lucky. and they'll send me my ten million. You yeah. know, and it's weird. Yeah, and I I think those are the ones that are extreme. They're going for the easiest of targets. Yeah. But if your dad was promised like love and sent pictures of a beautiful woman, it's it does it seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't live here. She's Say got you're, some money. you know, even if you're I think, on I think, an he, app. I, I think your dad is smart as yeah, he is. I don't know. I might, mean, might be like, you know what? This is a gr- and plus he doesn't want some broad hanging around the house. So it's the best relationship he can have. That's what I tell him. Just get a whore. <laughs> just, it, just that's rent. the key. Just rent. Don't you're, buy. Just rent. But I, I, I think it's time to ask your uh, older family members. Are you online and you're talking? Are you talking to anybody? Have you sent a check to anyone? Just check. And if they're offended by, it, like, oh my God, look good. You gotta. You got a person who gets it. But if you're a little bit, well, I'm a little worried. I think if my dad wasn't with his uh, lady, he'd, he'd definitely, he's a, he'd be a prime candidate. He's got some cash in his hand. He'd be like, his lady needed my help. And I'm like, what'd you do? I spent, I sent her a hundred thousand dollars. (laughs) What? Well, you know, she sent me pictures of her cans and we've had, I don't want her in the house. We have this online relationship. I'm like, yeah, but you're, what did she send you? She's uh, waiting for her inheritance. I'm like, Dad, I'm taking the computer away. We used to worry about taking the keys away from our, our parents. Yeah. Now it's the computer. It's a lot easier because, you know, and before that, the person would have to come and uh, take care of them or actually do stuff. Right. And then, then they, they drifted, drifted right. out. Now they don't even have to be in their house. Nope. The caretaker used to steal all their stuff. Now there's nobody there. The person wiping their ass, they ain't even concerned about them. But, yeah, as fast as things are moving and stuff like that, the irrelevance of the... Uh, even 40-year-olds at a certain point. But desperation for affection and love in this day and age with the gap of how to find it being so huge, it's just ripe for grifters. Because older guys who are single going to bars, it doesn't work that way anymore. And so and, they got to go online so and figure it out. Because if they go online and say they're on a couple of the apps, mm-hmm. dating apps, oh. and you get just that spam mail, it looks like a dating app. Put on. You don't respond know. to it, yep. and then next thing you know, you got some lady who's just love bombing you, and you're like, "Wow, I have still got it." Because the biggest fear of somebody older is that they don't have the ability to attract anyone. You can't go fishing. I'm not catching any fish. But when you got one just going, "Oh, I love bomb you," I, I've been waiting my whole life for you, and you're like, "This is why I got online. This is easy." That's boy, what I say. Boy. Why buy rent <laughs> when you're that right. age? It's time to have a talk with your dad and your yeah. mom about prostitution, right? It's the business that can never die. Right. That way your dad knows what he's getting. He's paying for it. She doesn't have to stay and get the hell out she when you get out. She's not going to be your mom anytime right. soon, which is the critically weird moment when your 70-year-old dad says, this is your new mom. <laughs> I've had that happen At the twice. end of the day, it's cheaper. I've had it happen. You can go out, uh, you know, and do stuff without any strings attached. Yeah. Right. That's 
You know what's crazy? My uh, my dad, when he was 72, married a, a woman. I like her. She's a nice lady, Shauna. Uh, but he married uh, another lady. And so they'd come to the house sometimes and do stuff. And as a as a man in his late 40s, I figured I'd be over this, but you're not. You turn back into a teenage boy when she's talking to friends of mine, and they don't know. And then those same friends came over and said, we were talking to your mom. And I go, that's not my mom. Like I was 48 <laughs> years old. I yelled at somebody. And I like her. It wasn't that it was a, an insult. It was like, that's not my mother. My mother's an angel. It's some lady my dad has sex with. You take it back. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're an adult, aren't you? I turned right into a seventh grade boy. Get out of the house. You son of a bitch. I looked at Sean. You're not my mother. Quit telling people you're my mom. I was 48. I didn't have the wherewithal or maturity to just go, well, they've made a mistake. Correct them later. No, I yelled at them immediately. That's not my mom. How dare you? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. That lady we were talking to said they live in Texas now. That's all I was going to say. Like, I want everybody out. Steeler game's canceled. But yeah, I had that. It's you, that never goes away. Your 70-year-old dad married someone new, and God forbid someone thinks that's your mom. You'll say it. That is not my mother, you son of a bitch. And if my mom had some guy in her life, and people like, your father's a very nice. It's not my dad. I'm not protecting either of them. I'm protecting my fragile little teenager that lives inside me. They got divorced when I was in my 30s. I, honestly, somewhat unaffected. Like, when your parents get, you've done it, your parents get divorced Several in your 30s. times. Yeah, yeah, your parents have been divorced multiple <laughs> times, which is still crazy. And after, like, you know, your 30s, you're like, well, do whatever makes you happy. That's I, what I tell them. I don't yeah. want to hear about it. Uh, yeah. This is between you guys. You guys do your thing. We're all adults. And it was, it was sad, but it was like, eh, we're good. I think I actually kind of like when old people get divorced. I think it's one of those things like you're hanging on for no reason at all. There's, they hate each other. They, they, they're just there out of habit at a certain point. You can see them just looking at each other like, ugh. And then they have those nice tender moments because they realize we're stuck. Like It's like being a hostage. It's like I just I have to stay with you. It's too, it's too big a hassle to try to get out of this thing. But I like when old people are like, that's it. I'd rather be alone than with you another day. It's beautiful, really, when you think about it. <laughs> well, it, I mean, you know, I look at my parents. I'm like, man, there's, you know, if anyone was a a match, that it's hard to argue that. Okay, there's. I know they they have their they hate each other. A, it's been tough for the last couple of years sure. for them, just because he didn't want to be around anymore. Right side but of it beyond that, but your mom is. A, but from an outsider's perspective. Your mom loves letting your dad know he hasn't had a heart on since the Clinton administration. Like that, she's the one who told the tale and on it, the radio. And it draws them closer together for Does some it? reason. I don't know. Does it? No. I don't think so. I think it's just he just to- he's learned a way to tolerate. That's what you end up doing. You end up learning how to tolerate that person that's always in your. Heart. And there's something to be said for that that sure. you figured out because anyone that thinks that uh, a marriage isn't a work or something. That, sure. You know, it's like anything. It's a relationship. You're but it isn't. Constantly- Your dad has figured out a way to make it not work. Like, not, like it, it isn't an effort. Like, he's just like, whatever. Like, and that's yeah. the thing you have to learn. And some people, whatever. you know, and yeah. most people are like, I couldn't do that's that. That's why I find it beautiful when old people go, that's enough. That's enough. I can't take another day of this. 50 years was, pl- we had a nice run. It was, marriage was never designed to go past 20. Ever. It's... I, I say that yeah. is like you're... It's crazy. You spend your whole life... It's a gift. You spend your whole life up to marriage trying not to be with people. 
You know, you, you shared a room with your brother. You couldn't wait to get your own room. You, you share a house with your parents. You couldn't wait to get your own place. It's like all. And then all of a sudden you got to share sheets with somebody and you're constantly in a wrestling match at night with the same bed sheets. I want my own bed. It, it's weird. But after 20 years, you start looking at that person like that's the shelf life of a human relationship It's 20. We're pushing it at this point. I don't want to do this. We have to come up with a new plan. <laughs> Marriage used to be you get married at nine. You, you have, that's why they say, you know. <laughs> you died when you were 27. It was perfect. Those people that lived to be 60 and their wives died in their fifth childbirth or whatever and they were 25 and they never remarried again. It's like, yeah, that's it. That's all you get. You get the one shot. We changed all that. I look. It's a beautiful thing that they stay together, but I also think it's quite beautiful when they're like, that's enough. But also, you know how, I mean, the years as uh, you get older seem like they go quicker and quicker. Sure. Well, they and do they, for us. Even. Yeah, I and mean, then you start yeah. realizing. That's what I'm saying. You start so realizing. You're like, oh, we've been married for 25 years right. or whatever. And you're looking like, is this it? My dick doesn't work anymore. <laughs> you all right with that? I've been fine with that for years. In fact, I'm the one poisoning it. Oh, I see. But so you got to worry about that because people just want companionship. So that internet is just five million bucks. I don't know what your parents have, but if some dude with millions is capable of going, here's a few million there, and here's especially men trying to impress a lady, and they realize they don't have the looks, stamina, agility, athleticism, all the stuff they use. Their their dicks don't work like they used to. They got to impress them somehow. Cash. If I can start sending her money, she'll know I'm successful. Chicks like that. It's like my penis is like a like a strange noodle that's not quite done yet. And I don't think she's going to want this. I've got big bags under my eyes. I can <laughs> barely lift my left arm. I better start impressing her with other stuff, and it would be money. So ask your dad or your mom today. Are you on the Internet giving money to anybody? Just ask. I know my dad's not. <laughs> yeah, and that's the good thing. He's way past Internet anything. Your dad would be grifted by a, a guy out in the front yard. That's different. Some guys, you know, you get gets you $10 million, you give it to your grandkids. And then he starts pulling on the heartstrings of how he could be the hero on his way out the door. Now they have to actually be invited into the apartment in order for the grifting. See, yeah, because that's another gets, thing. He gets out on they one or two. There's fences. two times feeding times he gets out of the unit right. and then he gets back in. Well, they build fences around old folks' homes yep. to keep out the grifters because they're, man, that is... A susceptible group of injured uh, little gazelles. And the lions are marching around outside. If they even leave the gates, we're going after them. Why do you think there's always like five old folks' homes somewhere near casinos? Talking Stick is just retirement facilities. They're going up all over. Oh, they're everywhere. But the bus... Yeah, well, that's right. They run the over. The, they run over to that retirement thing. Go. We can bus you in every Wednesday. We'll pay for it. Like the residents would love this. Oh yeah, They're, those buses leave every thirty minutes from the Cougaran bus lines. They go to Safeway right every third, fourth day. They, they get the talking stick bus is every fifteen minutes. It's <laughs> it's constant. They love stealing old people money. So just keep an eye on your old folks today and ask them if they're, especially your lonely ones. If dad's been living alone for a while and he doesn't have a dog or anything, you got to get on that. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there as we talk about our parents giving all of our inheritance? We're kidding. Time for a wake-up song. And, uh, well, this weekend it is going to be brutal up north from what I hear with all the snow coming Crazy. in. So uh, now it's time to head on up there. Head over to Action Ride Shop. Before you do that, though, get the uh, gear you need and the advice you need. And if you don't want to go up north, the hell, hit the trails around here. They got all the mountain bikes, everything in stock for you. You can rent, you can buy, whatever you need. Action Ride Shop's got it. ActionRideShop.com. I am a uh, supporter of the e-bike. 
why go backwards when you can go forwards? The e-bikes are amazing. But if you're a true enthusiast of mountain biking, they have their hardtail mountain bikes on sale for 10% off yeah. now. That's a good deal. Because hardtails are where the real fun rides are. Because there's a lot of bouncing. They're watch, interesting. Watch your balls. Yes. Brad will tell you. He rode my hardtail once and it pushed his balls into his chest. <laughs> you need One. good equipment on the skiing, too. Uh, because uh, there's that guy that, uh, I didn't see the video, but uh, a wild boar attacked a guy on a snowboard running across no the kidding? Uh, slope. And he <laughs> used his board to fight him off and then went after it. He clipped skier. out of the board to hit him? Or he had it off at the time? Yeah. he. Oh. The, I think the... Either the boar he wiped out, and then he used the boar to wow. fend off the boar. Wow, that's crazy. So it was trying to kill him. It wasn't just running by. Yeah, it was uh, going after him. I'm like, maybe it was a rabbit, or was he just... <laughs> You're the one who I saw the like video. I don't know. No, I didn't. I, I said I haven't seen oh, the video. I, I just heard about oh, someone talking about it. Dig that one up. That's a good one. All right, what do you got? Uh, on the list, we got Hell Yeah, Mastodon, Faith No More, Pantera, Snot, Slipknot, and Damn we it. missed Ministry Terror. We missed uh, Akara Takasaka, whatever his name is, Takasak. birthday, yeah. Akira Takasaka. From, from Roudness. That's right. We missed that birthday the other day. Akira Takasaka. Yeah, so we from should. Japanese Do you remember how metal band. old he was? Uh, let me see here. Well, it's hard because they, they don't age at all. Akira Takasak looks exactly the same as he did when Roudness was popular. I know. Well, I guess the word popular is debatable. Uh, he was born in 61, so you do the math. 63, 62. Man, yeah. really? Yeah. Damn. Roudness. Well, we got to do crazy now. got to do Roudness. We got to do a little loudness. <laughs> From the album Thunder in the East. 1985. Lito's already on it. Oh, he popped it in. Staring <laughs> He's right been at here it. too. He's the one who sent. Oh, no, you sent the thing, and then I sent like, it. Yeah, we'll fix this tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> Crazy Nights, which is, if you don't know, a Japanese band in the '80s trying to capitalize on hair metal, and they showed up, and somebody gave them the song "Loudness," which is just or uh, the band, the name "Loudness," uh, which is they can't even say the name of their own band. I remember in college Loudness. going to a friend's room and he's going through his albums you know to put stuff up and that came out there i'm like what is this yeah. and crazy nights another r in the title of the song and you can hear it they're struggling with the r's and the l's and it's still <laughs> great something about it. so happy birthday akira takasak we'll do it 63 we should bring them in for a youth fest oh man we should have larry put them on at noon you know or actually at dawn to symbolize the rising sun. Welcome to Roudness. I like that. I like that idea. Uh, it's loudness. It's crazy nights. Uh, happy birthday, Akira Takasak. It's 98. 7 a.m. Oh. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.